Hello and welcome to the GC Call. This is a podcast we're bringing to you from Gulf Capital, the leading alternative investment firm in emerging markets from North Africa to Southeast Asia. I'm Alvaro Bella, Managing Director in the Private Equity Team. And I'm Nabil Ismail, Executive Director in the Private Equity Team. In addition to our own expertise, you will hear from other regional investors, entrepreneurs, and management, as well as advisors who participate in the overall process to demystify it together. Today, we have the privilege of having with us Mohamed Jafar, who is the managing partner of Faith Capital, a leading venture capital firm in the MENA region, and uh, also uh, known, very well known, as the ex-founder and CEO of Talabat, which they sold, he sold, uh, for $170 million to Delivery Hero back in 2015. So this was uh, before, obviously, the larger exit of Souk and all the other nice exits in, in the region. So I would say, you know, e- even though he's a very young man, you know, he is one of the grandfathers of uh, exits in our region, in, in the venture capital space and the startup world. So really an honor to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Mohammed, for being with us. Uh, well, the honor and the pleasure is all mine, uh, my dear friend Alvaro, and to be with you and uh, with Nabil. So basically, I've been told that I've been spending so much time with Nabil that now we look like each other. No, we don't. You know, you know like dogs and owners tend to look like each other after some time? <laughs> uh, well, I'm the owner. <laughs> I don't know who's who. <laughs> no, uh, it's like that competition that happens in Europe every year, you know? Dogs and owners. The dogs and owners competition. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, honestly speaking, uh, you and Nabil do look a lot alike. Oh, uh, wallah. But see, you know, that's what it is. You know, if you, if you hang around people for long enough, uh, funny enough, you start to speak like them and look like them. It's just, you know, part of human psychology. Man, man uh, yesterday we were doing this SVP, uh, VCPA training and Alvaro started like uh, going on and on about like a few things and I was like wait a second that's exactly what I wanted to say that's exactly what I wanted to say so <laughs> <laughs> we complete each other's sentences that's scary that, that is scary so today we want to talk a little bit about exits you know you you've actually been on both sides of that fence as a founder as an operator and also as an investor and so um, I'd like to throw out that question to you and, and to my friend Nabil. Um, so as selling to a strategic buyer, what, what's the experience? What goes through your mind, especially as a founder, an owner? You know, Talabat was your baby. You spent probably 80 or 90% of your waking life focused, engrossed in the problematics and themes and issues of that business. What was going through your mind when you say, okay, I'm going to hand this over to a company like Delivery Hero? When we first identified the opportunity, that was in, back in 2009. And uh, the gap was, uh, the, there was a small company that existed for the last you know, five, six years locally in Kuwait that was growing you know, 30, 35% year on year without much uh, money spent on it. So... I went to my father and I said, I think there's an opportunity here where we can take this small company and replicate the performance across, uh, you know, the GCC and then the, the Middle East. Uh, and with, you know, spending more efforts on it and more money on it, I think we can create something 
quite big here because the trend was clearly moving towards, you know, you know basically shopping online. So we acquired the company uh, and we were offered a number of times, you know, to exit. But we decided to exit in 2015 uh, because we saw the market consolidate. And uh, and before actually we decided to exit, we, we've already internally raised the necessary funds to continue. And uh, the idea was in 2015, we'll take this and double down on, for example, countries like Saudi, and then go into new markets. But because the market was consolidating and we knew uh, you know, Rocket Internet were speaking to everybody and, and you know, delivery were speaking to everybody and everyone was speaking to everyone, actually, uh, we knew that something, that something was going to happen. So I told my father, I said, I think we should uh, join this group and hopefully this larger group could benefit from many advantages of being together and then hopefully have a, a successful uh, listing of the online food delivery you know concept or business if we if we can pause there sorry mohammed but you know you said you saw the market was consolidating so yeah. what was sort of the scenario analysis what are the things that you guys were thinking about in terms of okay should we continue on our own or should we join that larger platform if we didn't feel the market was going to consolidate, we would have continued to scale it. So the idea wasn't kind of to buy it and then sell it. The idea was to kind of take it, make it larger, larger, and then see where, where it goes from there. So that was, you know, the we, we knew the market was consolidating. We had a really good advisor with us who helped us a lot uh, to read the situation. So I think if that wasn't the case, we would have continued to scale and grow. Uh, and then maybe thought of exiting a few years down the line. Why you said something interesting, you said very interesting about, you know, you consult and you had a great advisor. What was yes. the main value add of that advisor in the process in helping you think through those different scenarios? Yeah, our advisor was, you know, well-known in the industry. Uh, he, his advice, his the quality of the team that he had was very, very good. And he uh, knew everyone and everyone knew him and trusted him. And, and we saw that very, very early on. So we saw uh, the trust all those other big players had in him. And uh, we saw his profile. We saw the previous companies that he worked on and his firm. So it was, you know, his advice and his guidance was, uh, and his insight was, uh, you know, uh, was very important for us. So without having, uh, you know, a good advisor, uh, I think uh, things would have been different. So I think it really is very, very important to have the right uh, advisors with you once you go into those kind of transactions. Because, you know, in the end, we're founders, we're entrepreneurs. We don't think like, you know, investment uh, professionals. So uh, our thought process you know, is different. There's also a huge emotional attachment, like you said, you know, to a company that you've built. I've spent actually, you know, uh, almost all of my time on it which then you know takes away from you know personal time family time you know kids are growing up so it was you know growing a company is uh, very very stressful and very painful for uh, for an entrepreneur but now let's fast forward almost seven years or eight years down the line you're a financial investor yourself uh leading faith capital um and let me open the question also to friend my friend nabil here on my on my right hand side, why? If you have a, if you're approached by a strategic advisor that says, "I absolutely have to have this asset," or you know, you are able to discern that that is the right buyer, why would you engage an advisor? 
a question open to both of you, you know, why would you continue to say, well, why wouldn't you just continue with this conversation on a bilateral basis with the strategic buyer? Well, from my side, uh, we we knew half the uh, half the buyers because you know what, we've been in the, in the space for the last five years, you know, from two thousand and you know early two thousand ten, two thousand fifteen. So we spoke quite a lot with you know most of the big players in the region and outside of the region. However, I didn't know all of them, uh, and I think what made me what caught me by surprise was the fact is the advisor did all the work. Uh, in, in terms of connecting and all that, without even signing a piece of document with, with us. And I told him, I said, uh, you know, you've given us a lot. We haven't even signed in a, a contract with you yet. And he meant, told me something. He said, I trust you, Mohammed. That meant quite a lot to me. Uh, and usually a lot of his advisors are quite skeptical. You know, you sign first and they're very careful in terms of what they how they support you. But that particular advisor was extremely generous with us. And like I said, we quickly, we saw how everyone looked at him. So everyone looked at him in high regards and trusted him. So I think the role of an advisor in a transaction is very, very important. And it does help things move. If the advisor is, of course, of, uh, of good quality and, you know, and understands what he's doing, it does help when it comes to M&A transaction. Uh, and it's better than not having anyone in the middle. And that experience has carried over into your experience currently with fund management business and the exits, because I, I believe you've had a few exits in your portfolio already, also through acquisitions. So sort of you, you've maintained that discipline of having an advisor to work with and sort of spar mentally throughout the process. Yeah, I mean, we've since we started in 2017, we've made uh, 25 investments. And out from the 25, uh, we've had two exits already. Both the first exit didn't require an advisor, you know. Uh, the second exit, um, uh, there was someone helping the founder, you know. But the founder was, you know, uh, he knew what he was doing, uh, and he was able to, uh, you know, to mitigate his, uh, you know, into a successful kind of exit. But again, you see, uh, I think everyone has a role to play, so. By us having a good quality advisor, it made us focus on scaling the business and growing it properly. And you know, usually it takes a lot of time away from you know from founders, especially when you start to engage with talks and and you know go back and forth. And this valuable time could really affect the performance of the company. If you look at it from a from a PE side or um, uh, investment management on on our end, um, I would I would do it on a case by case basis. So advisors are very very important. Um, whether it is just as we've had in prior episodes where we talked about VDD advisors preparing data room, preparing you know financial VDD or tax VDD or even legal uh, vendor due diligence, they, they play a, a very important role. When it comes to the investment bank, um, you, you will have to look at it on a case by case basis because on on. Some occasions, it's very important to have that uh, face in front of you, uh, where he takes all the heat instead of you. As and and sometimes, as a founder or as um, the shareholder into this business, you do not want to basically be negotiating with the uh, strategic or with someone else directly. Uh, so you'll have advisors talking to each other. That really helps, basically. Uh, smoothen any interaction, so they you play the good cop bad cop, uh, and 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 that helps. 
And other occasions, um, sometimes you're approached by a strategic, so it's an inbound interest. Uh, and in, in those cases, um, especially if the price is really good and things are, are relatively well, um, we have the internal capabilities of managing this versus you know the founder by themselves you know trying to do it. So f f from a founder perspective, I would always support that uh, they hire advisors just because they can manage the process. And if I'm sitting as a private equity on the other side, I would look at a founder who has hired an advisor a lot more seriously because I know they're serious about this deal. They're not shopping around. Um, they they're they're basically putting money. Uh, and uh, especially if they start bringing in a lawyer on the other side, this means that these guys are serious and they're definitely going to exit. But from our perspective, as uh, you know, uh, Gulf or a private equity, uh, we have a lot of these capabilities. And if I receive an inbound and I can close a transaction relatively quickly, then I don't need to start shopping it around because it's also a turnoff for some of these strategics. back to something both of you have mentioned about being emotionally charged versus dispassionate, right? I think from a psychological viewpoint and behavioral analysis, maybe starting with you, Mohammed, what has been like the main lesson learned and, and differences you see from that exit in Talabat, as you said, that perhaps had some emotional component to it vis-a-vis -vis other exits where you're more hands-off in the business as an investor? Sure. I mean, for me, a lot of since I was a child, I had a you know I had a, a dream of what I wanted to become uh, when I'm older, and uh, that Talabat experience was important for me because uh, it kind of it gave me that um, you know that exposure and experience of how to acquire a company, scale a company, and then exit a company, and naturally with that experience. Uh, uh, it's 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 it kind of puts you in place for what you want to achieve next in your life, you know. And uh, you know, and alhamdulillah, I was able to to achieve what I did afterwards. Uh, and that experience super super helped me, you know. Now, what we're doing in faith is it's uh, naturally given that you know I'm no longer involved in running one company, so uh, emotionally you're a lot less you're uh, you're less stressed and less attached. Uh, but it helped me a lot being a founder and, and going through the process for me to understand what founders go through. Because, you know, sometimes with, you know, you're dealing with these founders, not everything is good and rosy. We have a lot of issues sometimes with a lot of founders with and founders with each other. So I think, uh, alhamdulillah, they, they trust uh, me to kind of, uh, for me to go inside and try to help them when things don't work out. Or when there's a specific challenge they can't overcome, We'll do our best to support them uh, achieve it. Uh, so now, the way I see it, uh, naturally it changed uh, uh, and it matured to what I saw. You know, maybe uh, back in, you know back when I was a founder myself. Uh, but I also I've also been uh, you know I've started. Talabat uh, was only the second company I was involved in as a founder. I've been involved in two other companies before that, and Alhamdulillah. Uh, one before, one after, and alhamdulillah, each of those uh, has been, you know, uh, doing okay and doing well. So I think uh, definitely by sitting on the other side, which I've been doing fully since 2021. Uh, so after 2021, I was actually a founder, uh, you know, 
90% founder, 10% investor, and now I'm 0% founder, 100% investor. I, I learned a lot as well. I'm having more time to kind of, you know, do a lot of reading, more time to do, to read what's going on. And naturally, so that kind of um, strengthens me to be more supportive uh, for our founders. So you do actually learn a lot more sitting on the other side as well. Uh, and that's what kind of I like. I like to always kind of not to dwell on something for too long and to always wear different hats so that I can enhance kind of my, you know, uh, uh, my experience and knowledge about different things. So it sounds like gaining different perspectives is what allows you to achieve emotional detachment from a particular transaction. What's sort of your recipe, Nabil? You know, you, we, we're also married to a lot of these businesses for five, six, and even longer years. Um, and you, in that process, you naturally build affection and relationships with people in those teams. But how do you stay dispassionate and disciplined as an investor? Again, maybe looking at very specific cases that we've, we've looked at more recently than earlier. Um, and we've, we've had this in the training, uh, if you remember yesterday, or at the Saudi Venture Capital Private Equity Association, uh, we basically told them when, when you're buying the company, it's important to also look at exits. So I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking about my way out because this is a late stage uh, investment, which means in a couple of years, there's an exit. And from day one, you need to align with the founder, with the other partners that there is an exit. Obviously markets open and shut all the time. Uh, so like whether it's the public markets, whether it's, you know, uh, valuation, interest rates, a lot of things affect the timing of that exit. Plus, you know, the company's own performance. So you, you need to be also sometimes very, very opportunistic about when you can exit. But in general, we underwrite a three, four, five year uh, exit horizon. And as you know, in, in this region, it takes you a year to get a deal done and another year to exit it. So uh, you, you've lost a lot of IRR and a lot of values for, for your uh, investors. And, and as a private equity, you have a fiduciary duty to your uh, limited partners in your fund to make sure that you give them the best returns. Yes, there, there will, I mean, you'll, you'll end up with a connection with the founders, with the management team. You've hired them, you've helped business build this business, but you have to like really focus on on that exit. Um, and maybe let, let me turn this around like to you, Alvaro, because you've, you've done, you were a founder at some point, you've done VC, you've done PE. Like how, how would that perspective, you know, differ for you? I, I would say one of the key words is discipline which is something that I would resonate with what Mohammed was saying is, is learned. It's that discipline, you don't have it innate. You have to learn it through the process. And that there are many things going through your mind on a psychological level, right? I mean, if you, you're into a transaction third, four year, fourth year, and somebody offers you two and a half X, there's always that sort of hope to say, well, maybe if I hold on to it another year, this is growing so nicely, I can get to 4X or 5X, you know, who knows? And so you, you have that dilemma of a bird in the hand versus two in the bush. Um, and being disciplined, I think that the, at least in my case, the investors that I admire the most are the ones that have that discipline and that dispassionate approach to say, look, if I hit 
the the objectives and the goals that I've said that I was going to hit that I've set out to do, then I should I should stay true to that and not be greedy or not you know continue to be optimistic, which could be somewhat illusory. So there is there is that learned process of discipline, which is key, and you don't get it day one. It it is you you get it through experience. And I think also you have to follow the science as well. You know, uh, like you said, we all have a responsibility, and uh, especially I mean, as as faith, I mean, we're investing in our family money. So, for example, we get something, we don't just just dismiss it. We we try to follow see see things through, and if things progress without any hurdles, we take that as a sign for us to continue. Uh, I like to follow this approach. Uh, and just the way I live my life as well. Uh, and in the end, you know, we all take our what's God written for us. So going back to maybe some other examples, you've been very involved with Flowered as well. I'm not sure if in the most recent transaction, maybe you guys had the chance to also take a few so-called chips off the table. Uh, and if you did, again, what is the rationale there vis-a-vis, maybe I should hold on, and you know, there's potentially a public market listing, or this company will be acquired for an even larger price by an strategic, maybe two years down the road. So, if if I can just dwell on that on hand of that specific example, and if you can talk about that, of course. I mean, when it comes to flowers, so we made that investment, uh, me and Abdelaziz and other investors in 2015. So we kind of acquired, uh, you know, 90% of the company, and then uh, the remaining 10. Uh, and I personally really believe in Abdelaziz's uh, ability, uh, you know, day-to-day ability in running a company and his strategic ability. I've worked with Abdelaziz several times uh, and I saw what kind of person he is and the values that he represents. And for me, uh, we made a kind of a clear answer is for us to stick with Abdelaziz as long as Abdelaziz is it's kind of running the show. And so naturally, throughout the, any journey, you go through ups and downs. There's always, you know, it's never just up, you know. So, uh, and, you know, Flower's journey has been challenging in the beginning. Uh, and then it started to improve significantly. Uh, and now, alhamdulillah, it's one of, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, kind of promising uh, tech uh, opportunities in, in this part of the world. They've, you know, they've grown significantly over the last few years, and there are still plenty of challenges ahead. So, but we decided, you know, to uh, to kind of you know ride the wave with Abdelaziz because we believe he's solving uh, an important problem, and this important problem uh, will be of significant value moving forward. Uh, throughout, you know, since two thousand fifteen. We sold uh, a very small portion of our shares, but the majority of our shares uh, in the company are there because we believe in the in the long term value of this. And uh, and the idea here is not just you know to go in and out and make a make a successful exit. Uh, the idea is how to create uh, you know local champions, you know, and these local champions uh, you know are able to successfully. Uh, lists uh, on the stock exchanges. So this is this is what we're we're working on. Not just with Abdelaziz and Flower. We're also working on a number of other 
founders that have you know similar size businesses to flowered and say, okay, guys, you've reached this level now. Now it's about going to the next one. And it's important for us to show that so we can complete the cycle and show that you know we can create you know tech giants also from uh, the Middle East. So that's kind of how we see it. And that's the reason why we didn't, uh, we still, you know, involved and uh, because we believe what's going to come uh, is going to be bigger than what's to see. Well, this is a great segue to the next topic or conversation around public markets. So let me ask you, and uh, I'll ask uh, Nabil to also share his comments and views. But I agree, creating local champions. And by the way, th- this is what golf capital is about partnership in growth and to help companies grow to become international champions from the golf but why list locally why not go to an international public exchange where bigger volumes more liquidity you as an investor might make more money why why do you want to list locally i think the over the last period uh, the local listings have become uh, more attractive and more appealing, uh, and to be honest, uh, they're, big, they're welcoming. They're very, very welcoming. So we definitely, before we decide to go in this market or that market, we have we have to do our homework. And you know, Abdulaziz and his colleagues did a lot of homework on that uh, before they decide. Actually, let's choose this particular market. At the same time, it's important, I think, in my opinion, to list in a market where you're well, you're well known in. Uh, it's where your brand can be, you know, people can resonate and use. I think this is also an important element. And you know what? Let me confess here, as a as a good Catholic likes to confess, you know, that was a baited question. <laughs> and my friend, my Emirati friend here on the side, uh, you know, knows that the, that was a baited question because a lot of some people don't know this. A lot of people don't know this, but like in Saudi market, public market has higher retail participation than many European stock exchanges do. So from that point of view, in terms of retail participation, it's more evolved than a lot of Western exchanges. And and, and from the number of uh, also listings last year alone, it was more than Europe combined, just Saudi. So like so, so, uh, it was almost like a listing a week. Basically. Here we go, my Emirati fl- uh, friend raising the Saudi flag. I like that. No, no, we're same. Emirati, Saudi, Saudi, Emirati. We're all the same. Masbud. Um, no, I'd, I would just say on 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 the public markets, maybe uh, some some flavor there. Uh, it, it it does take a lot of time to prepare for the public market. Um, profitability is very important. You need to be of a certain size, especially once you talk about. Uh, the main market, uh, so whether it's Tadawal, ADX, other markets, you need to be of a certain size. Um, because of the retail participation, you need to also focus on uh, profitability. Um, I know a lot of tech companies and that growth, la la land, you know, uh, growth at any cost, and we'll still get uh, that recognition from the local market. It's it's not it's not really there anymore. Um, the retail really focuses on PE, uh, making sure that you you hit some of these marks. You need to make sure you're also ready for an IPO because this is a regulated business. This is no longer a business that you you get to decide on what you want to do. Our friends at Jahaz had learned that recently, you know, with the uh, com- their recent acquisition, and now they need to get the waiver from I think the non-compete or the the authority, you know, for competition. 
Um, there, there are a lot of things that suddenly shareholders value just swings up and up and down and you're you're lock, looking at the stock market uh, stock price every single day. So um, being ready for that, having a finance function that's ready for that is very, very important. You're reporting now like on a quarterly, you know, semi-annual, depending on where. Uh, so it's uh, so it's important to pre prepare for for uh, being listed. And just uh, one last point on, on on the first one, which is there has been a lot of cases of companies that went to LSE and everywhere else. And guess what? They're coming back. Either they've been delisted or it was unsuccessful, almost no liquidity. So many, many Emirati companies that have gone there are, are basically, you know, being delisted and coming back. And I think that speaks to Mohammed's point about you have to have that brand in your market, right? If you have investor support in your market, that counts for a lot. And hence, that's why we also think this is probably one of the best times to invest in this region because you have, at the same time, liquidity and, and cash flow availability, the dev evolution and, and opening up of public markets as additional exits and, and exit avenues. Um, before we close off, I want to ask you, sorry, Mohammed, I want to ask you, you mentioned before you've gone through several evolutions as a founder, as a company builder, now an investor, what's next? What's the next incarnation of the great Mohammed Jafar? It's also about you know challenging yourself, yourself and learning. So that's one of the things that you know we want to do. Is like you know being able to say that I was successful in listing a company successfully a company that is being well built you know uh it's something important and uh and and you will learn a lot through this process now sometimes in many cases sometimes selling privately is a lot better than going public but it's just one of those things we we want to kind of learn and uh, i've had this conversation a lot with abdul aziz and and with other founders that they want to go they want to learn they want to learn and see how it feels like to be the person uh you know to successfully do that, you know, and take your company to that next level of maturity, you know, and compliance and, you know, and governance and all that. Regarding what's next, um, you know, like I said, we're a family office. So our fund is owned half by myself and the rest, the other half is by my parents and my brother. Um, we uh, are working hard on, uh, you know, hopefully within the next period to, uh, to, yeah, to have successful exits from a uh, number of portfolio companies. And then hopefully we'll take that fund and then move into uh, other industries. So we, we at the moment, we, we operate like a venture capital. Uh, but I see ourselves, as time goes by, to, you know, to focus on other investments as well. So become an alternative investment company. Uh, so and, and then hopefully create another fund uh, to focus on, the, on a more specific uh, segment of technology. I mean, our current 25 investments are kind of varied. So we have, we, we touched on a lot of different things. And we did that for also for a main reason of also for us to understand and learn. And sometimes the best way to understand and learn is to really go in, go all in. And sometimes when you go all in, it works and sometimes it doesn't, but that's fine. As long as we learn, we're, we're okay with that. So, uh, it's, you know, uh, so to move towards other industries, that we're eyeing and we're studying uh, at the moment. So I think 
faith capital will look a lot different, inshallah, uh, five years from now, and then and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can then scale our our company to the next level after that, inshallah. And we definitely look forward to working with you as partners in any of those great opportunities that you work on. Given your level of dedication, commitment, transparency, and integ- and integrity, right? I think those are key key elements and character traits that are necessary for any investor and an overall, you know, good fund manager and human being. So, Mohammed, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much. It was it was a great talk. And uh, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the GC Call with me, Alwar Abeya and Nabil Ismail. The GC Call is brought to you by Golf Capital and is produced by Amaya Media. You can follow the show in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Angami, Pocket Cast, and all the others too. And we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. <laughs>